What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 206 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And Shelly Walter. Hello. Thank you, LJ, for taking over last week. And Dallas for stepping in. Mm-hmm. Shelly, thank you for always being you. You're Aww, awesome. Thanks. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't know if you can hear. My voice is a little off still, but last week I couldn't even talk, so... Definitely an improvement. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the flu. This week, we're geeking out about the adorable Animal Crossing Switch. Fast and Furious 9000, The Power of Family. It's going to be a thing. Trust me. Jeez. And Netflix animes. But first, special shout-out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Specifically, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cowell, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., and Hannah Goose. And usually we would say David Corey, but we can't because, well, we could, but we don't usually shout out our staff and David Corey has joined the team. Yeah. Really, really cool. David's been around for quite a while. uh, So we're really happy to like actually have you writing for us. And I just wanted to give you a little shout out because it was kind of exciting to not have your name on that list because uh, we could talk to you on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, he's right, helping us in the gaming department. So, um, also, um, everybody should check our social medias because we are looking for more volunteers in our writing departments. Yeah, almost all of them. Yes. So, definitely go do that. Uh, and check out the website in general if you haven't for a while. The website is updated a ton. Oh, totally. Yeah. Done a lot of it's nuts. We. Derek Thompson. I'm going to give him a shout out too. Because uh, he deserves it. He's put a yeah. ton of work into the website. Um, and it looks great. It's running faster. It's looking sleek. It's got a new paint job. It's a, it's a brand new car. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Cool. Well, we'll get into the gaming realm. LJ, what video games are you playing this week? Um, so, uh, I've, I've kind of played... Uh, kind of as much as I've wanted to of, of Kakarot so far, so kind of done talking about that for a little while. Nice. Uh, okay. I've I've kind of gone back to a few games, um, just kind of in the spirit of backlog golf. Still, um, I have started playing Horizon Zero Dawn again. Yeah, I love that game so much. And I kind of realized I think I've been playing that game wrong because. There's the whole thing about, you know, dealing status effects to, to the enemies, you know, to the right. to the robo-dinos. And so my thing was I would pop a couple shots with those same arrows or bombs or whatever, but it's like it doesn't really work that way because you once you deal the status, status effect, you can get your regular arrows and kind of keep doing doing damage with that because that's kind of what, mm-hmm. it, what it is. It's a, a very much a status effect, and so you can deal the damage you know, separately with, with your, right. It kind arrows. of weakens them. Oh, right. Oh, right. So, so instead of me saying like, Oh, I have fire arrows. I'm just going to launch them all hoping, you know, like thinking that was the quickest way to do it, but that's not how it works. So I've kind of discovered that I'd been playing it wrong and, and, um, I'm having a lot more fun with it. It's that game is still kind of a commitment. You know, you have to take your, take time to plan your, you know, your strategies for, you know, all the mm-hmm. battles and stuff. So it's been good to kind of 
rediscover that game is just because it's been it's a probably while. the most fun I've ever had in a game hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. We really yeah. feel like you're going after these towering creatures. Yeah. It, it's I it's exciting. I have the game, and I was telling someone else uh, that I just have these PS4 games that I haven't played yet, but I want to. And you know, maybe it's time to just. Do you it. like Breath of the Wild? I love Breath of the Wild. You'll like. This I game. know I it's, like. I, that's why like I bought that, this game. I just can't haven't. Climb it as well. I haven't put like the commitment to it. The combat sure. is definitely way more involved yes. than Breath of the Wild is. It's so God, rewarding. Yeah. Though. Yeah, but there's definitely that exploration factor and the world seems very vast and different um yeah i really love it the uh, the encounter that i that i got done doing last night was um was after you enter enter the city and so you deal with the two corrupted creatures uh-huh. and all the little guys around it so it was neat because i i kind of figured out because i'm like man this is overwhelming but then i kind of looked around and the way they start you off on a checkpoint is like kind of the outskirts of like the area. So I was like, well, I'm going to pick off all these guys around the area first and then deal with those corrupted creatures last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it was super fun. And that's kind of whenever I figured out that I was doing it wrong because I shot the one fire arrow and then I got my regular arrows and just kept shooting. And so I was like, okay, yep, I was doing this wrong. And so <laughs> it felt so good because I was yep. like, I figured it out and I solved I solved what what was going on with me. So, mm-hmm. I also really loved that game because I'm from Denver. Well, I lived in Denver for about six years. Oh, totally. Right. And so the game takes place in Colorado and Wyoming, uh, and you get to kind of see, like, yeah, it's literally part of it's in the Bronco Stadium. Yeah, yeah, it was That's really cool. Super cool. Yeah, yeah it's like, like kind of like Midwest kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd have that experience playing. Um... Now I never remember what game it is. There's a game that's set in Seattle. It's like a second second son. Yeah. Infamous? Actually, I'm going to yeah. talk about another game I played this week that had to do with Seattle, but not okay. my turn yet. <laughs> okay. The well. biggest thing for me was Red Rocks Amphitheater. Now I'm thinking about it. Oh. I saw someone go to it, and I was like, "Oh, that was probably this like cool Easter egg that was like really hidden," but it wasn't. It was like there was something there. So there was, yeah. like, a reason to be there. See, and I've been there, so, like, I would recognize that. It'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, cool. buried in the sand, but you can, like, see the the bleachers, or we want to call them that. They're, like, stone-made bleachers. Yeah, yeah. And the giant structures oh. on either side, and I'm like, whoa, this is actually the amphitheater. That's really yeah. super cool. That, that's a beautiful-looking game, too. It was just, it, man, yeah. it, it, just going back to it, I had kind of dropped it whenever breath of the wild and came out or when i had my when i finally got my switch like a month after it came out right and so i had just not been back to it and so it was just kind of a reminder of how like how good that game is joe thinks the witcher is more graphically beautiful than horizon and i can't say that it is horizon was really well done i'd say they're very different graphical styles like the Witcher, kind of after you after you guys had that discussion, uh, I, mm-hmm. I kind of was playing The Witcher like a mo- about a month or two ago when the show came out, and The Witcher still does have a little bit of that Western RPG kind of jank to it. Mm-hmm. it. Like it's still a pretty game, but I feel like it's for different reasons, not necessarily mm-hmm. for like that same like photorealism look. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, um, and then the other game, real quick, I was playing was uh, I've gone back to Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That's a really cool game. Uh, a lot of a lot of people missed it because Unity was so bad. Syndicate was the next thing that came out, and it's uh, set in like the industrial yeah. age of 
you know, London and stuff like that. And that's a really cool game. It's kind of a like a Guy Ritchie kind of like Gangs of New York kind of style almost. Like that's a that's a cool game. You play as two assassin twins, uh, Jacob and Evie. Oh, cool. And you get to, like, build up this gang, and so, like, whenever you take over territories, it does the Gangs of New York thing to where, like, you start, like, with a row of your of your crew, like, along the sides, and mm-hmm. so you just kind of charge at each other and fight like that and stuff like that. It's kind of like the early makings of um, something they do in, in uh, Odyssey, but, but, yeah, that's the other one uh, cool. I've been playing. I'm excited for the Ragnarok. And it's the first time I've been excited for an Assassin's Creed game for a long time. I'm waiting for them to confirm that. Uh, a lot of signs are pointing to that being what it is, though. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Alright, so that's all I've been playing. What about you, Shelly? So, um, I mentioned I played a game that do with Seattle. So I played a game that came out on Switch called Coffee Talk. It's an huh. indie game. It's a Seattle game? Oh, so here's the thing. Okay. Uh, I got it. Well, I didn't actually buy it. My fiance bought it because we, I watched the, one of the more recent, the download videos from Nintendo, right? It just shows off like indie games. that kind of came out to the switch recently. Um, and I saw this game called coffee talk that is about a coffee shop in Seattle and you're a barista and you're talking to people about their problems. Uh, well, what's interesting about this game is that it takes place in, like, an alternative universe. Like, it's like a fantasy, a modern fantasy um, huh. Seattle. And so we got it because our friend is a barista and loves to talk like to people Elves on the fantasy? job. Um, yes. Like, it reminds cool. me of um, Onward. Oh. Huh. But it's more serious than than Disney's Pixar onward but um but yeah we got it for the meme of it because our friend's a barista in seattle who like talks to people and stuff he loves he's a huge extrovert so we're like oh man this is like your game we get to pretend to be you you could do latte art (laughs) you create coffee and and get stuff for people it's way more of a um graphic novel that's like you can sort of engage in and sort of like a visual novel like yeah it's kind of like that but you basically you talk to people all the time and then they ask you for drinks you just serve them up a drink um they ask for something specific neither me nor my fiance actually have the guts to on purpose get someone something they don't ask for i'm sure like you can (laughs) you have the option when someone asks for for like coffee you can give them hot chocolate or tea or something um, Ooh, I would. It's actually like, yeah, like you have to. Hope you haven't done that in real life. And then it gets like intense because sometimes they're just like, oh, you know, I kind of want um, like this sort of thing, but I don't want milk in it. And so you have to like kind of balance out the ingredients. You get like three different ingredients. Um, oh, okay. That's I don't to like build overcuts. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's cool because it's all pixel art. And I oh, really cool. like pixel art, so it's really pretty. Um, again, it's about Seattle, and some of the, like the you basically at the, at the beginning of every day you read like a little newspaper line. Um, they're like the front page of the newspaper is sort of giving you an idea of what's happening, and it's actually pretty Seattle esque. Like it talks about startups, um, and it talks about like <laughs> one of them was so funny. It was like a talk about how this band got in trouble because they had um, 
lyrics that were pro eco terrorism and i'm like excuse me <laughs> but it talks about like union protests and like that's a thing that happens in, in seattle like that's happened oh, that's yeah. happened recently that sort of thing um <laughs> so it's pretty interesting but you like talk to people but they're all, all of different races right you have elves like one of the first people you meet the first person you meet is a human but the next couple of people you meet are um, a succubus and an elf trying to make a relationship work um, and a werewolf and vampire who are buddies. It's like she's sucking the life out of me. I can't take <laughs> it anymore. It's so interesting because in this world, it's pretty clear that humans just live significantly shorter lives than everyone else. Huh. And other people are like, oh, yeah, like, the, the, you talk to the vampire, like, hey, it's so like, what's your job? What do you do? He's like, oh, I've been modeling, but I've only, I haven't done it very long, only 30 years. And you're like, okay, but you're a vampire, so that makes sense. Like, that's, like, not a a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're not super far into it. Again, we got it mostly for the meme of it. Uh, it's only like 13 bucks on st- on uh, the Switch if you want to get it. It's actually more enjoyable than I thought it would be. But, um, cool. yeah, yeah, it's an interesting concept, at least. I just like how it's in Seattle. It's about a coffee shop in Seattle because, of course, that's that's what you do. Um, it's relatable. Except that's me. Cool. I don't actually drink coffee. I'm weird. Um, but whatever. <laughs> the other thing I played, I actually played Ultimate Chain Horse, and it was weird because it wasn't playing with you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I'm always playing with you guys. I played it on the Switch with my friend, um, which was pretty fun. I think I should get it on the Switch because it's just such a great little party game. Um, yeah, definitely. But it's really yeah. hard to play with just two people because you... Um, usually, if you play Ultimate Chain Horse with lots of people, and it opens the box, and then you could choose a thing... Um, yeah. to put on your map or on the level, I guess is a better word. Um, but when there's only two of you, you um, get to choose two things. Huh. Okay. And it can make things kind of tough. Um, but it was For those fun. who don't know what Ultimate Chicken Horse is, yeah. it's basically, it's a platformer. You're trying to get from point A to point B. And you are putting obstacles in place to make it hard to get from point A to point B. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you also want to get from point a to point b yourself so it's got to be hard for the other player but not hard enough for you totally and yeah but that was fun it's a lot of fun yeah it's, it's about it's about that time of year for us to bring that for bring that game back on the yeah i'm gonna have channel. to make sure it's know, downloaded on my computer definitely have to play it <laughs> yes it's like a so tradition good. all right march 5th the pledge drive totally yeah. it's coming up that's uh a month? i believe all i've been playing Cool. Cool. I am playing Witcher. I don't even remember the last time I talked about it, um, like where I was at. But I'm playing Blood and Wine. I don't think I'd started that yet. I don't think you right. Were. Yeah. And that's the newest DLC. Not. It was the second DLC that they did. Yeah. And it's very colorful and very pretty, and not the drab and dreary Snyder filter that the rest of the game has. <laughs> Snyder filter. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Because even parts of that like that land get the Snyder filter, and then you leave, and you're back in this like even the very... show's kind of like that. The he... Geralt even says he's like it feels kind of like I'm in a fairy tale, and you feel very much like you're in a fairy tale book for a little bit. <laughs> the very first thing that happens is you fight this big uh, ogre thing, and it's like oh wow, mm-hmm. I'm in this fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different. I don't know. It's way more to the game than I thought it was. I thought I was going to get through this quick, huh. and then I was going to maybe do New Game Plus or move on to something else. Yeah. But then, 
Um, I don't. This is kind of spoilery. So if you're you know you haven't played and you don't want to uh, be spoiled on like what you're given in that DLC, I won't go into story specifics. Um, you're given a house, an estate to work wow. on, which Breath of the Wild definitely stole. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you pay money, fix the place up, and then you get like. It's kind of like Terrytown in a way. Oh, yes. uh, in Breath of the Wild. I'm a big fan. Of you get like your grindstone and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to it, and then the, like the story's big, and there's a bunch of other side quests that are be- like coming out of it. It's like a whole other mini map to the whole place. Yeah, they say, they say that could have almost been like a separate game if they wanted it to be. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Um, huh, cool. I'm loving it yeah. so far. But I've been playing this game for so long that I'm kind of playing, like, I play, maybe played, like, two or three days of it last week. Um, and that's, I only play, like, hour or two at a time. Um, so I haven't put a ton of time into it yet. I'm getting to a point where I'm like, this game needs to end. Uh, <laughs> but it's so good. I don't know. Part of me's ready to move on. The other part of me is like, I, I gotta finish. I at least have to finish the main story to this. So. Yeah, I mean, really, what else would you be playing, though? So I guess it's, it's preoccupying. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waiting for those March releases that are now in September. I've got a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, we can get into the news then. Okay. Um, so the first biggest piece is uh, Animal Crossing is getting a new Switch bundle. And it's a whole new Switch with a design, a whole new design and everything. Like a whole I like new it. skew. It's pretty cute. <laughs> it's got this it's like minty cute. color to it very pastel yeah totally yeah it's very um hgtv the way i described it which i mean yeah. it's appropriate because yeah. it's animal crossing that's half of the fun of animal crossing is i had a friend home. that went to a vanilla ice concert and at the concert he was like repping up his home and garden channel but he's like at a rap concert so he was like all gangster for a minute and then he was like make sure you check out my new show on hgtv y'all they should have KK Slider do something like that during one of his shows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Identity crisis. <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Check out this pool that I put in this new house. <laughs> I don't even know what a show is. I shouldn't. I'm sure his show is great. This is weird. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Twitch looks home and garden to you. Yeah, a lot of people were very excited about that. Uh, a lot of people who just bought Switches for Animal Crossing, like, in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like, right. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah. why not do it now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if if you absolutely need another one or, I don't know, just because it looks pretty. Time. Like, there's a lot of people that are still going to, that have still pre-ordered this thing, and it's like... Do you need another one? Probably not, but <laughs> it looks it looks nice. Yeah. I want a Doom one though. Uh, that'd be that'd be mine. Be intense. That that'd be one that I'd have to They have a Doom Pro controller. It's a third party pro controller that I really want. I don't need another controller. But <laughs> I think it'd be pretty cool. In the same way a lot of these people don't need another Switch, but that Animal Crossing Have you game. ever bought a console based off of like it being a new release? Of like a mm. For a design, no. for the second design. Uh uh-uh. uh Well, actually, when I got an Xbox, uh, when I had an Xbox One for a little while, uh-huh. I had my choice between a base one and the um, that had a Halo edition, and it had like I think part of the incentive was it had 
Halo 5 with it and everything, and it had, like, this really sleek-looking, like, design. Mm-hmm. And then so that the Xbox, whenever you, like, turn it off and on and stuff, it, it has its own little noise, kind of like the PS4 does. But this one had this, like, crazy, like, sound to it, like this Halo, like, sci-fi crazy thing. That's... But Okay. Um, I hadn't, I mean, I think it was because I had the option. If I didn't have the option, it wouldn't have mattered, but. Right. I think it may have had, I'm not sure. I think it had the Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, because I remember having both of those when I bought it. I don't have my Xbox anymore since I have a nice PC that I can play all that stuff on, but. Right. But yeah, I I bought the Halo Xbox because. I had. That was a cooler option. I, I have still. Uh, my wife bought me the Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds 3DS. Oh. Oh, I take that back. Black on bottom. I take that back. I did buy, actually, technically it was, it, it it is, it was a newer model than the one I had, but I bought the, um, is that the one with the Triforce you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I did buy that one because it was on sale. It was like $130 or something at the time. It's cool. I definitely uh, didn't get it though already owning one i just needed a 3ds so i went oh uh, okay so yeah so i already owned like the original model of mm-hmm. the 3ds because i bought it when uh smash smash 4 came out got it and so i bought a used one and i bought smash specifically when that came out and so it was the old one where before they added the second stick when you needed the like boat thing yeah <laughs> you just yeah. Have the two sticks and so i definitely needed an upgrade but it kind of wasn't the like so I guess it wasn't just be like, oh, that's a nice design. I want it kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that uh, 3DS is pretty sick looking. How about you, Shelly? I don't think I have. Um, no, all of my like consoles and handhelds, they've all been very vanilla. If they ever did a Fire Emblem Switch, I... would you get one? No. Or were they not, not sway you? No. For me, it's like, it's cool to have that if you haven't had anything else before. But mm-hmm. I'm usually too impatient to wait for those to come out. And yeah. if I really am that passionate about making my console look good, I will design it myself. Or I'll, like, I'll get a skin. Um, right. I'll get the skins a skin. kind of like ruin that for me. Yeah. You can just make it look however you want. Like, I honestly yeah. have been thinking about maybe getting cool new um, skins or cases for my Joy-Cons. Um, I think that would just look really cool. I've seen a lot of people do it, and it'd be really cool to do. Um, but that's that's different than... I mean, it would have the same effect as buying this thing, yeah. but right. it's, you know, it's something I can custom do, right? It's something I, I, I can make my own yeah. thing. Or, or and it my would own decrease thing. the value of the switch instead of increase the value of the switch. Exactly. So there's that factor. Like power to yeah. anyone who does that, I guess. Um, but for me, it's like if I have something that's functional, I have no reason to get it again. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how I am. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, if you want it, cool. <laughs> it. Um, I think everybody's definitely excited for Animal Crossing. I know I am. Yes, um, oh man, I want it now. <laughs> um, so the second piece of news is that uh, the game Wonderful 101 is getting remastered. And We're pretty this is, good. Yeah, this is that game from Platinum that came to Wii U where it's like you play as like a group of like 
Isn't it like some like superhero-esque character with like a bunch of others? It's like all in a weird yeah, like, you bunch of little people in like a big old group. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it very well. Yeah, I know what you're saying. What I you're heard saying it with it. I never right. played it. It's like you control masses of little superheroes that can build into yes. big, stru- bigger structures and bigger things. Yeah, yeah, it's got like combat elements and stuff too. Um, I've I've only seen gameplay. I missed it on the Wii U, but. Uh, a lot of people have been wanting Platinum to do this for a while, and so Platinum, out of nowhere, they launched a Kickstarter today. It got funded within 30 minutes, and it still has a month left, and people are still handing them money. Yeah. Which is crazy. That I feel like that's got to be some kind of record for a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so that, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to check that game out. It, it looks pretty cool. Uh, Platinum also has a hashtag going called, called Platinum 4, and they have this... Lo- teaser logo with a big old number four um mm-hmm. there's a lot of speculation on what that could be but it sounds like they're uh, planning some big big announcements and stuff um, cool yeah so that's exciting another wii u port that more people will get to play on the switch yeah and then uh the third piece of news i figure is in- is pretty interesting because i f- uh, there's probably a lot of nostalgia f- uh, for us there is um there's a f- flashpoint app on pc i believe mm-hmm. and it's it has saved thirty-eight thousand flash games offline wow. that's so many games wow. yeah so the story is that apparently adobe is going to stop supporting flash or they already have um this year and so they're not okay. gonna like update it at all and so um there's a lot of these games you're probably not going to get to play ever again on these old websites and everything's like that so uh, the developers of this app they basically archived all these games you can i think you can even request games to be added you can request them to be removed because i bet there's got to be some legal stuff with some of those Mm -hmm. and i think that's important the fact that you can remove games because i feel like yeah i'm sure that they're not necessarily doing this legally but they're doing it for the sake of preservation yeah it's like someone needs to be doing it um yeah so i'm glad that they are and that they're willing to say hey if you don't want this on here you know we've got yeah because a lot of those flash games are licensed to like you know super mario crossover and stuff like that and um i don't know if that's on there specifically but you know there's things like that um super hot it turns out i had no idea it was a flash game but it turns out you know that that is now a very popular indie game so mm-hmm. maybe the right holders to the, the right you know the developers probably you know may not be okay with that or yeah or you know plague. there's so many popular like licenses uh was it called plague games. incorporated yo plague that's a great game did that start as a flash, flash game? game i did not know that yeah wow yeah that's kind of neat how like indie stuff is is kind of the next level of like flash game stuff mm-hmm because yeah, like really a, kind of like the first indie games, and then they've kind of evolved into Steam has kind of allowed them to yeah. make a little more money off of these. Yeah, that's true. Because one of my favorite games, like one of my possibly favorite indie games of all time, was Alien Hominid on the GameCube, and that started as a flash game from Behemoth. Okay, wow. cool. Yeah, and then actually, I think they they announced recently that they're doing an update of that game too. So it's like, what was the game where you're a stick figure ninja? Oh, there were so many stick figure games. I don't even know. You were a ninja, and you had to like 
you would like slide down the walls and you were like jumping all around. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I ever played it. I just remember watching people play it and I was always really impressed. As a, I was as real a kid. bad at it. Yeah. But it was fun. There was one, it was like Mr. Fancy Pants or something. Like he had orange <laughs> pants and he would like run around. And I played that game all the time. Uh, the ninja one was called like N or Ninja or something like oh, okay. that. <laughs> Maybe someone knows there was what uh, I'm talking about, but it was awesome. V, 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 V. Which is also now an indie game. Mm-hmm. I think it's five V's. I think it's that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's a really good game too, actually. I just call it V because it's, it's easier that way. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone knows what you're talking about. I think of a lot about. of the cool like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network Flash games too. Like they had that Teen Titans fighting game that I tried to play a lot. Oh, that's um, right. Oh yeah. They had a, like an adventure game called like Summer Resort. I, I spent a lot of time lot. in high school playing these Flash games. On the computers given to us by uh, the school, yeah, <laughs> um, because we could download them, and I would definitely do that instead of homework. Nice, <laughs> a lot of fond memories of Flash games downloaded by flash drive. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many of them. I can't even think of them all off the top of my head, but well, thirty-eight thousand. There's also, I think it was Flash. Um, the sandwich stacking game it was a disney game and it was <laughs> i don't know <laughs> stack sandwiches i was addicted to that game <laughs> it was on the disney channel that's all the disney <laughs> website that's all i remember it was yeah Lilo let's see if i can so let's see there's a bunch of um so let's see stuff like newgrounds mini clip armor games which armor games is actually an indie publishing studio now how's oh, armor spelled yeah. Well, um, without the U. Uh, <laughs> you you can't included. sue them, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're legit an indie publisher now, because I recognize that name one, at one point. We got a PR email from like that was related to them, and I was like, that sounds familiar. And then I was like, oh, that's actually the I remember game. playing in <laughs> one of their games, too, um, and I don't remember what it was called, but my fiancé made me play it when we first started dating. It's like a scary <laughs> game that has like there's like three of them. It's like a trilogy, and it's about being in a dream and trying to wake up and helping other huh. people wake up and Inception. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> Inception. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, anyway. use the Twitter hashtag hashtag GUGCast. Let us know what your favorite Flash game was. Oh yeah, that's a I good one. Know. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia there. Cool. Uh, it is a short poll list. Yeah, I was gonna say what games are coming out this week. Um, Dark Crystal: Age of Res- Resistance Tactics, which is like a Dark Crystal Why game. Why is that a thing? Because um, of Netflix, they made a Stranger Things game, and so they did a Dark Crystal okay. one also. Um, but it looks like it Fine. plays like a generic like Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Which is kind of cool, but. I don't know. I haven't even watched the new show yet. And then um, we have Knights and Bikes, which is coming to Switch. I really like that name. It's a Double Fine game, so it's it, it it's got a really cool art style. Double Fine does a lot of cool games. Huh. Um, yeah. Looks real weird. Yeah. Um, There's yeah, a goose. That's, that's a different game. What? No, Knights and Bikes. <laughs> I know. I was making it. Okay. <laughs> it's titled like, goose, goose Game. The Goose Game. <laughs> It's got a weird bill. There's a there's an app you can download on your computer, and a goose will come destroy your computer for you. What? That sounds terrible. Yo. Yeah, 
I really want. I wish I worked at like a place where like people were working on computers, because he'll come and he'll take your mouse and he'll take your mouse away from you so you can't control it. <laughs> then he gives it back. Obviously, uh, he will open up internet windows and then he will pull them from the side of the screen and bring them to you. And they're like Untitled Goose Game like mm-hmm. windows. <laughs> and he'll write you little notes. It's great. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um anyway, that's it for games. Cool. Uh I watched a couple of movies. Did you guys watch the movies? What, what, you go first. What'd yeah, you watch? You I watched well, I'll I'll start with this because it's only half a movie. I watched the beginning <laughs> of Nino Kuni. Oh, cool. And I think it's based off of the game. Yeah? Okay. Like, I think it's... I never played the game. I haven't either, so I can't help you there. But well, I played the I've second watched, one. watched, the character looks what I think uh, the Nino Kuni character looked like. Okay. So I'm not sure. What else were uh, they based definitely... off of? Is, was, there, was it a book? Or something? No, oh, it so. was. it's a video game. That, that's it what original. it started as. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Nino Kuni was the original video game. Uh, yeah. This yeah, is, okay. I believe, made by Studio Ghibli, but it's definitely not... Um, Ghibli's what's what's the guy's name Miyazaki. Uh, Miyazaki it's definitely not a Miyazaki okay. the anime style is very like Netflix anime oh. which has kind of become its own thing uh, not yeah. 3D not that stuff but like yeah. um, kind of looks like Seven Deadly Sins huh uh, and so it's cool it's pretty the characters look very um, Studio Ghibli and it's got this concept of an alternate world which if you played the game that probably sounds familiar. Um, and they like go in and out of this alternate world as wayfarers, I think they call them. Mm. Wait, they go in and out? Yes. That's not, I don't think that's part of the games, actually. Oh, so maybe it, maybe it's a standalone thing. That would be kind of cool. Because is, it, is it about a little kid who has these like companion creatures? No. Okay, so maybe it's got its own thing. That sounds like its own thing because oh. the, cool. I know the first game is about this kid getting trapped in that world. And then the second game, which I actually played, which is not nearly as good as the first one, apparently, um, you're like the president, not the president, the president. but you get trapped, you get trapped, uh, you get trapped in in the world as that character too. And so the, uh, the plot of that game is that you're, uh, you become the bodyguard of this like prince who's like trying to reclaim his kingdom. Okay. Um, which is the two, which the prince and the kid are, are two separate characters. Also, this is but. definitely about kids going in and out of the world. Um, I, yes. And things that are happening in the oh. fantasy world affect them in the real world. Wow. wow. Well, yeah, so. to a degree, I think things did, um, kind of based on what I knew about that, but it's one of those things where I don't think you ever, I don't think they ever went back and forth. Okay. So cool. Maybe it's a standalone story then. So that sounds uh, like that would be awesome. It sounds like was, it's kind of an extended universe kind of thing. Yeah, I was worried that I would watch this and then never want to play the game because I'd already know the story. So oh. if it is by itself, that would be cool. I've only watched about half of it. I need to get done with the other half. I just had to go to bed early and it didn't get done. Um, so huh. it was really good. I like it so far. I will finish it. And then the other thing I saw was Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, cool. Ah. That was recently released on dvd and all that stuff it might not be recent it might be a while ago um we remember that it existed and it's that fast and furious spinoff and i really like it but i really like fast and furious and it's super cheesy 
He definitely, there is a helicopter that is flying away from him, and he grabs (laughs) it, and he pulls it back down towards him. Oh. Because he's the rock. But, I mean, it's (laughs) fine if you're Captain America, but if you're the rock. If you're just Dwayne Johnson. If you're just a man, but he's not just a man. It's because the Rock says he needs the chopper. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. He's not going to get to the chopper. The chopper's going to get to him. Yeah, he's like, come here. (laughs) Scorpion, get over here. He even uses a chain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It, uh, if you want to watch two buff guys talk crap about each other for two hours, watch this movie. They didn't even need to play, like, characters it was just like them too like they could have it could have been like a sitcom and they could have yeah used their real names and there was- are two guest actors in the movie that i don't remember seeing in the trailer so i don't want to bring it up oh uh, yes, and yes. they completely steal the show and you should watch it just for those two because they are amazing <laughs> yeah i know who you're uh, talking about at least one of them i'm trying to i can't think of the other one right now but yeah i'm i'm all about it so so good um but yeah i don't know i liked it did you watch anything shelly um i don't think i watched anything new my friend was watching the first star wars episode for you know for yeah it was her first time watching the first star wars episode is what i'm trying to say so i kind of watched along and yeah that movie is weird (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's weird yeah um like i like revenge of the sith and i don't know if i like it less than clone wars i think i probably like it less than clone wars it's just a weird one you gotta start jar jar somewhere Binks, man yep jar jar <laughs> is there i got fond memories of that one it's definitely not great though having watched it recently oh yeah yeah it's it's fun to quote and it's fun to laugh at but it's so like different than the other movies even the other prequels i would say it's it's significantly the worst of the prequels and i like the prequels because they're so meme-tastic but (laughs) something about that first one i don't know kid anakin and padme looking at each other just makes me a little uncomfortable (laughs) maybe that's it He's going to marry her someday. Uh, yeah. Weird Al Yankovic, The Saga Begins. If you've never heard of it, look it up. Okay. So good. You know what's crazy is like, it's, it's, it is still a little awkward, but those two actors, they were actually weren't that far apart in age, technically. Yeah. Like, it's fine if really? they were. Yeah. I mean, three or four years is still far How apart. How old was Padme back that, then? I don't even know She was her like name. 13 or 14 and Anakin was like 10 or 11. Right. And like, honestly, I get that. The characters though, or the I, actors? I think the characters are supposed to be around that same. How, yes. how old is, who is, who's Padme? I can't remember her name. Queen Amidala. The mom. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Age. Yes. Oh, stop. This is rude. I'm getting Don't real. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> you gotta stop. I don't believe you is what's going on here. When did that come out? Oh, shoot. Uh, 1999? something, yeah. Okay, well, you guys can go on. I'm going to figure this out. I was just going to say, <laughs> honestly, I understand. Like, a lot of people get freaked out simply because of um, she seems to look a lot older than him. 
and they're all flirty flirty I mean, and whatever. It's still awkward, like, but it's not so bad when you think about like how old they're supposed to be. Exactly, but like, and that's I, I'm fine with that. I'm less right. fine with the fact that they are still children that flirt with each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, if they were just yeah. friends, yeah, that's fine. But Anakin just like gives her the eyes, and you're like, <laughs> you need to stop. You cannot do this kid. right now. <laughs> When you're older, she would have sure. been 17 when the movie came out. What? As an actress, I'm not gonna say how old she is now, but yeah, really, yeah. So that's still pretty young. I mean, she's still a teenager. Yeah. I definitely figured she was like in her 20s, and you guys were just like wrong. I did not believe you. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I know there's there's couples that are like you know 10 years difference, but that's different. Like. Adult, that changes like, when you're 18. It cha- exactly, it, it does, yeah. and that. So yeah, I'm like again, it's fine <laughs> for them to be older and have that work. But when in that case, when he's still a kid and she's still a preteen, and it's like, yeah, I don't think you need to be thinking that way at all about each other. Um, <laughs> so wait, she was 17, the actress, or the actress is 17. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. But I think she was playing again, someone younger. I was just yes, like, that, so, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, so many freaking. Um, like high school TV shows and sh- like uh, uh, movies, like those yeah. actors are twenties. Yeah, they're usually. That's why I was like, there was no way she was like fifteen in that movie. So the fact that, that she show. was seventeen that actually does mean like she was probably trying to play a preteen, just given yeah. how Hollywood yeah. works. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, I've talked enough. And then about... it became a soap opera for the next two episodes, <laughs> and it was terrible. I don't like sand. It's rough as crap. It was. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand. I was okay with those movies, except for their relationship was so, like, days of our lives. I love you. I love you, too. Marry me. No. I can't. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It's kind of a weird thing, but then Obi-Wan makes it all better. Yeah. You're the love of my life, but I hate everything about you. Yeah. I've talked enough about this movie. We can move on. Yeah, we have. Long, long time ago. In a galaxy far away. Saga begins. Now you're turning it into a musical? Saga begins from Weird Al Yankovic. Listen to it. You'll be so happy. Okay. That's what... So if you're watching those movies, if you're having to watch all of the movies, you can skip episode one and instead go YouTube The Saga Begins and Weird Al will sing to you what happens. That's probably the better alternative. And it's American Pie. Uh, parodied. Oh, okay. I didn't see. I Weird Al is a gap in my childhood that, like, I know other people have listened to. Like, I've heard some of Weird Al stuff, but he's amazing. Yeah, I never really yeah, listened I'm... to much of him, but that's not my. I fault. think he's Christian. Oh, he super is. My friend who uh, did uh, she did study abroad for a quarter in L.A. and went to the same church as him. Yeah, that's cool. just that's casually. Cool. He was just sitting in the pew, you know, being cool. Being himself. Speaking Praising of the Lord. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, LJ, what movies have you been watching? <laughs> so, uh, I watched a lot of movies because I was sick over the weekend as well. Thankfully, I'm better now. I got him sick over the internets. <laughs> you. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I watched the, the first two uh, live-action Ninja Turtle movies, and that was fun. That was fun to Which one's Go Ninja in? Is that the first movie? The second one. The second one? Yep. So good. So bad. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. That's where that segue was coming from. Yeah. I imagine, like, those suits definitely were not 
comfortable. Like, but it seemed like they at least had some fun doing yeah. that movie. Like, why didn't you watch the third one? I didn't make it to the third one. I think I watched something else. No, oh, you should watch Pro- the third one. Problem was, is I wasn't awake through the entirety of both of these movies. Like, I you watched. Don't need to be. I watched the beginning of them, like parts of the middle, and then like the end, and then the beginning, and like. Yeah, I was half asleep through like every movie I watched. Dang. The so. third one is my favorite, and it's everybody's least favorite. They go back into oh, yeah, yeah. Japan, and it makes no sense. I think one of them falls in love. Oh, what? I think one of the turtles falls in love with uh, one of the ladies. <laughs> no, but they all love April O'Neil, so that's not weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that that like epiphany moment you had was I was like why does everyone hate this movie so much and then I was like oh Dang. turtle it's, human romance it's probably because we were just talking it. about Star Wars and you're like oh weird romances <laughs> yeah but it's a great movie Love yeah I'm, I'm the same way I don't think that movie is as bad as people some people hate want, it want it to be yeah but I bet uh, there's a turtle <clears throat> human romance going on they all love April O'Neil. Yeah, they do. They're not ashamed about it in those movies. Yeah. Um, and then the other movie I watched, which I was still kind of like fascinated by this movie, um, like watching it again, but I watched Detective Pikachu again. Nice. Yeah. And so I watched it Sunday morning and I was still, I was feeling kind of a lot better that day. So I actually watched the whole movie. <laughs> and so, but it was just exciting to be like, we got a legitimate live-action Pokemon movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it may not necessarily... Like, uh, a, few, uh, a few people on my Facebook post said it this way. Like, it may not necessarily be, like, the best movie ever, but it's a really great Pokemon movie. Absolutely uh-huh. it is. And I was like, yeah. Like, it's true. It's so, way better than it had any right to be. Yeah. I, I was like... In my head, I was thinking, man, they could have really messed this up. Yeah. And but but they did it, and hopefully we'll get like my hope is that we get an actual like legit Pokemon movie with like battles and stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd, it'd be. Although the Charizard thing was kind of scary, like. Well, that's because they were drugging up all the Pokemon, though. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm also excited. I know you guys talked about this last week, but the Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Yes. Yes. I'm down for it. It looks, and we already did talk about it, but. I, I it's I hope it's not a one for one, you know, like I don't recreation. think it will. I feel like it will. Yeah. I hope that it's closer to the original than the other three D movie they made. Where Pikachu talks at the very end. Oh god. He's like Oh god I just want you to know. That's right. <laughs> that one's real weird. And it completely I was like, Oh cool, Ash's origin story. It's gonna be this like condensed version of the show mm-hmm. and then like the first 10 minutes is the condensed version of the show and then it goes way off the deep end huh. it's like whole nother world timeline ho-ho's there and it's like they took the first episode and said run with that pretend the rest of the show didn't exist so wow. strange it was huh. weird and pikachu talks yeah but ash is like hallucinating so it's not he's not really <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I was just reappreciating that movie again. I was like, what a, what a time we, we live in where movies like this can get made. Tia said that my wife, for those who don't know, said that we can go watch Sonic the Hedgehog on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm going to watch it that Thursday night before. I'm going <laughs> to like 
Yeah. I'm hoping I'm off. I haven't asked for the time off yet, but I think that would be real fun. And I'm hoping, because Sonic looks a lot like Pikachu, and that's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. Like They could be in the same world, same universe, and Dude. I believe you. I mean, Smash, universe. <laughs> Smash Bros. universe. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on before we break, Shelly. <laughs> what's... Uh... What's going on in the movie news? Uh, okay, so we got a full Fast and Furious 9 trailer, and yes, there was yes. a mini tiny little teaser during the Super Bowl, it's but no, this crazy. is a four-minute movie. By movie, I mean, it's just, I swear, it just spoils the whole movie. Why do they do this? Why does Hollywood yeah. decide to just put all of the spoilers and all of the big freaking things in the you trailer? You know everything about John Cena's character. Yeah, John Cena's in it, guys. <laughs> And we know everything about him. Really? I, I didn't see him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um, his brother. He's evil. <laughs> what more do we need to... Like, every reveal and twist we could have gotten. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't yeah. get it. Um, why are there what no I Fast love, and Furious movies? I love that in the commercial... You guys should watch it. Uh, they drive on a bridge, and they tangle the rip. It's like a rope bridge, and they tangle the rope up in the tire so that they could swing themselves off of a cliff and the rope doesn't break and it doesn't pull the axle out of the car and the car is just rope swinging like Tarzan around (laughs) a mountainside. (laughs) So weird. Everything about... I've never never watched a Fast and Furious movie. I don't want to. They're They're so good. I don't don't know. I love them so much. I... I don't like that everyone nickelbacks them, and it will be like that's a yeah description for it. I hate them. I don't not not you because you actually haven't seen them. Right, There'll be people like I think they're really stupid, but I'm gonna see it, and I'm like that's because you like them and you know it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> lying to me. Because they're just so ridiculous. I'm waiting for the Lamborghini on the moon. It's gonna happen. Oh man, yep. it's like it's like levels of like um, put a Range Rover and it's a Moon Rover. Yes. I just, and they're going to ramp off the moon to land somewhere on Earth. It's like it's those gonna sci-fi movies. It's like Sharknado and Anaconda. Like, yeah. It's not ridiculous. It just has more famous people. It yeah. has more money. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, if you're a fan of Fast and Furious, congrats. There are nine of them now. I hope you're happy. <gasps> also, a huge reveal. Han is alive. Not Han Solo. The dude, <laughs> I think, from Tokyo Drift. Yes. Probably. That Jason Statham's character killed, and everybody was mad because Hobbs and Shaw is a thing, because of Han. Ah, uh, that's why everybody. That's why a lot of people were mad that Hobbs and Shaw got made, is because Shaw killed Han. But now he's live. Han yep. shot first. I'm telling you, it's basically an anime. Like all the all these new actors that start coming in, they end up joining the crew anyway, and then characters come back to life. It's an anime. Yeah. Instead of Kamehameha's, you have cars. Yep. The horsepower is over 9,000. Go ahead, Shelly. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad you are. Um, Speaking uh, of cars. You're right. Speaking of ridiculous car (laughs) movies that may not need to be made, um, (laughs) we're getting two more Transformers films. 
Now, if you might... But no Rodimus Prime. If you might remember, there was a whole series of Transformers that had Shia LaBeouf, and then there was a more recent one that featured Bumblebee. Those are two separate yes. things now. Maybe there were Doesn't before, but they're like, actually, now. So one's going to be following Bumblebee, and one is going to be... At least I assume it follows the Shia LaBeouf line. Um, it may be entirely different. You know, they may throw throw Just a fast start a whole us. new thing. Um, it's yeah. going to be Beast Wars. And, of course, I'm not super familiar with Transformers, but Beast Wars is, is significant, I bet. Beast um, Wars was kind of my... I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Given that... Like, I'm sure. Yeah. I want Rodimus Prime... It's when Optimus dies and Hot Rod becomes a prime. And it's the most ridiculous thing in the world because he's got flames on his car and he's like, Rodimus Prime. Rodimus and then he has a spaceship that's just his face. See, I think it'd be fine because that just like, is, is showing how self-aware they are that everything's ridiculous. These <laughs> movies still don't do that. They're still not self-aware. They think that they're Bumblebee, the crap. if you haven't seen it, is the best Herbie movie ever made. It's free on Prime and Hulu right now. I need to watch it. It is super hurt. Speaking of Transformers. <laughs> Even a slug bug. Like, Man. I love originality. It's Herbie with um, So there's that. And finally, because of course we had to bring some sort of Disney slash Marvel news in here. <laughs> um, Marvel's Eternals has finished filming. So that's going what? to be, and I believe he's four of MCU. Um Yep. And so, entirely different sort of cast of heroes, people. It's a different branch of Marvel we haven't explored before in the movies. Um, and what's going to be really interesting about this one, it's going to be the first, maybe only, we'll see, uh, movie that's going to span over the course of 7,000 years. They're called Eternals for a reason, y'all. So It's really interesting because young Earth creationists, not going to get into that debate on the podcast, <laughs> but they believe the Earth is... 7,000 years old. I said, they, I'm already in trouble, whatever. Um, I thought about that, though. It's an interesting it's, a, it's an interesting amount of time for them to do, decide it. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I don't really know much about the Eternals. Uh, that's all I'm really going to say about it. Um, Kit Harrington's in it. It's all I need. Cool. And Angelina Jolie, I think. Yeah. Yes. I think the only really interesting thing about it being over 7,000 years is that it really does... Like that, I don't think they could put Eternals um, anywhere. They couldn't have done it before Infinity War and Endgame because all those movies, all those different storylines and characters had to really come together into one big conclusive thing. Whereas right. there really seems like this future part now is like, okay, we did our big, huge thing together and like these can all exist in the same universe, but they don't have to all meet each other or all do this huge thing together. Um, right, they have to explain where they were, kind of. Yeah. Especially if these guys were around when all the Thanos stuff happened. They really do got to explain that for sure. It'll all connect. So it, I like that they were like, way. the 90s really worked for us. What else is nostalgic? Oh my gosh. 7,000 years. Because the Celestials were already in Guardians of the Galaxy. So that are, that already connects a little bit. Yeah. It's true. The, yeah. The Celestials are involved with the, uh, the, Eternals. the Eternals. The only Celestial, I mean, it's more of like a, the only Celestial we see is the face planet yes because he is a celestial whatever that thing's was it called no one nowhere 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 Nowhere. yeah so i i wouldn't be surprised if they run into guardians of the galaxy slash of guardians of the galaxy run to eternals to like introduce the eternals or something that'd be pretty cool cosmic section yeah or um 
Captain Marvel 2 or something, like all those spacey people, they're all gotta yeah. meet each other, right? Space ain't that big, except it is. Space Force. Um, <laughs> I... Cody trying to get real political on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move on. Fight me. So maybe Cody will move on. <laughs> it's all of our movie news cool Uh, I didn't watch any TV but I watched two movies so fight me I will LJ what did you watch while you were sick Um, really quick before I got sick I caught all the way up as far as I could to the good place I binged all of season 3 within like a couple days Nice. so they just had the season finale on TV over the week and Hulu only has the second half of season four. So I have to wait till season four comes to Netflix. Oh, wow. Yep. So, uh, real quick, I, I watched that and that, that show is really good. And then I'm sure like half the rest of the world, um, I watched the Super Bowl, and that was exciting because the Chiefs are my mom's team. And so, oh, nice. uh, I'm in my dad's team. So it was an exciting night, awesome. but that's all I watched. Great. Um, Did you watch anything? I yeah, the Super Bowl. I guess I watched the Super Bowl too. I just yeah, we played Code Names and didn't really watch the game. That's fair. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> yep. What did you watch, Shelly? I also watched the Super Bowl. Amazingly enough, but only the first half. Um, doesn't really matter. I watched more Fruits Basket. <laughs> I totally forgot that I watched more of that. Um, cause me and my friends started watching it last year because we knew that the revamp or the, the they're remaking it and they're going to release it. And so like, oh, let's watch this before it comes out. Cause she had seen it before a long time ago. And I was like, oh, it seems interesting because it's like Orin High School Host Club. Stuff a little worse, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Like it's still, it's so anime and that's fine. <laughs> um, so I'm watching more of that. I don't know how far i am into it but i feel like i gotta be at least halfway um cool but i still would like Ooh. to finish this the original before starting the new one um yeah that show is it's so anime like or high school host club is very self-aware which is hilarious <laughs> but this is like that but just I don't know if Take they are. Seriously. Like, I feel like I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird show. Like, ooh. I feel like we wouldn't be watching anime if it wasn't so anime. You know? Exactly though. Yeah. <laughs> it follows a formula. I guess that's what I'll say. But that doesn't make it bad. Yeah. It's still enjoyable to watch. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I did watch Vikings. I forgot about that. But ah. it's been so slow this season, and it's the last season. Oof. So I'm disappointed. Yeah. It's building up. I'm real excited, but I so far there's been nothing to report on as far as Vikings go. Mm-hmm. Dang, I think my stepdad watches it. I think he's been missing it. I'll have to remind him that it's on. Yeah, he's not missing much. Oh, okay. This next, I think we have one more. I think the next episode is a finale for. It's a mid-season finale. Oh, like a mid-season. Um, and so I think that I'm hoping that that will be a really good uh episode a lot going on yeah huh. um, there's been a lot of build up this season but not a lot going on oh. characters none of the customer none of the characters are getting like their due justice so oh. you have i'm trying to think of all everyone's names ube um he went somewhere and he's kind of disappointed 
in that outcome. And then you have Bjorn, who is like supposed to be kind of the like king. He was like took Ragnar's place, and Ragnar being like the main character for a long time. And um, he's kind of like nothing's going right for him. Huh. And even like Ivor, who's this bad guy that everyone kind of roots for because he's like so maniacal. He's got kind of a Loki thing going on where yeah. he's so good at acting that people are wanting him to like succeed. Huh. Uh, and he's getting pushed around real hard. Like he's his whole thing is his manipulation. And the way they write his manipulation is so cool to see. Like, like it, it, he really like thinks chess wise. Mm-hmm. So he's like three moves ahead of everybody. But so far, it seems like everyone is manipulating him and so i'm hoping that there's payoff there and that it's like he's got that all in control but as of right now it just seems kind of like he's just losing real bad hmm. so oh. it's been like a hard i mean it's a whole half season of that so it's been kind of like eh. yeah i don't know hopefully there's payoff for everybody yeah uh yeah but anyways we can get to the tv news uh, we finally got looks at WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, but yeah. they were all thrown into like a 30-second trailer. It was, it was quick. That, yeah. yeah, and you don't get to see much. Um, you get to see Winter Soldier quite a bit. I'm really excited for that because that looked like a Marvel movie. WandaVision, I'm still real confused about what it is, and Paul Bettany be. said that it's effing bonkers. He didn't say effing but you know and (laughs) i didn't get that from the trailer because he's like i can't wait till you guys get a glimpse of what this thing is and like i didn't get that from the show it just looked like that 70s show with scarlet witch as the main character and i love lucy and i was like i don't understand how this is going to be like playing with my mind yet but i'm sure it will you see her in like this cosplay and i'm not saying this rudely i think it was kind of their intention it's this cosplay looking scarlet witch costume like it ties in the front for their cape and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I'm really interested in what the show is, but I'm not seeing how crazy it is yet. Yeah, Loki I don't, literally I don't think we'll, say, we'll know until it comes out. Yeah. And Loki's thing was, I'm going to set this place on fire, and that's literally all you get. I don't think... He says something to that effect. Yeah. So, he was in not like enough kind of is what I'm saying. He was in prison-looking jumpsuit. Yeah. I would have rather gotten more of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and just got a full trailer yeah. about that. Yeah. That would have been legit. The little teasers I got. Because I'm confused about all of it. <laughs> uh, and then, getting into Netflix. Lots of stuff going on Netflix. First of all, there's a trailer for the new Ghost in the Shell show, I think. Series, yeah. Yep. And it looks really, really good if you like video game cutscenes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy 3D animated. Yeah, done better than like Polygon. It looks like it looks very much like a like a new like PlayStation cutscene. Yeah, it's like a crazy style of like CGI, not really like three D like just weird cell shaded kind of stuff. It's very right. CG, <coughs> but not realistic. Yeah, like Kingsglaive kind of is. Yeah, not that Kingsglaive is realistic, but it had more of a realistic look Pretty to it. This is toony. This is more anime. Yeah. Yeah. Looking CGI. It looks good though. I'm yeah. like I'm excited for it. I don't say the cutscenes watch... is a bad thing. It looks like it'll be a long cutscene. Yeah. I mean you want to watch the original standalone complex anime more, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because that, that original standalone complex anime is really good. Uh 
And that should be coming out soon. I can't remember. Yeah, April. April? Okay. Yep. Uh, and then there's been kind of talk about whether or not this was happening, but it officially is. One Piece is getting a live action show on Netflix. Which is so weird. Yeah. Super strange. I don't know how good it's going to be. Uh, Ichiro Oda. I'm trying to say his name best I can. He's the guy who actually created the characters in the manga. He's going to be working on it. So not the guy that worked on the animes necessarily. Yeah. Um, he's like the source material. So that could be kind of cool. But One Piece is definitely like an anime. That's the like the longest yep. running anime ever. Yeah, I. It, it'd be weird to see it be anything else. Or I would love it. I would love a way to actually start from the beginning, like, and not have to, like, worry about catching up, but I just don't know how a live-action one would translate, because the it's so abstract. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, everyone, the character designs are very unique. Yeah. Uh, the character's abilities are definitely not human, like, not realistic. Yeah. The, the main character, he can, like, stretch his arms super, super far. Well, stretch everything. Yeah. He's like the elongated man. He he's like the Luffy's like almost the most normal looking character too. Like one of the most normal looking ones. Like, it's true. There's just like just the character designs in general are so abstract. I I wonder how how far they go with it. Mm-hmm. Although the Flash does the elongated man pretty well. Yeah, I mean that's plastic like plastic man. I think in that ability specific. I mean like character design in general. Like right. They have all these weird looking characters and stuff. They all do weird stuff. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. That's in the works. Yeah. We do have two questions coming out of Discord. If you want to ask us questions on our Discord, you can do that by going to... You can join our Discord by going to geeksundergrace.com. And there's a little community tab, and you can find out how to get plugged in in all sorts of different ways. I'm yeah. really excited I get to say that now. Um, but in our Discord, there is a GUGcast questions channel you can join. Um, where Jay Dizzle asks if you could go anywhere for vacation where do you go and why i would go to um tokyo my answer was going to be the same just because i or not, not necessarily tokyo specifically but just like japan as a whole i think would be cool to explore oh. tia really wants to go to like rural japan and kind of like really get into the culture of it yeah oh yeah i want sense. tokyo i want to go to like a convention that yeah. just happens year round at all times. Like, <laughs> I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool to experience that culture there. You know, instead of you know all the stuff that comes over this way. Like, I think it would be it's true. cool to to spend like a week in Japan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. What about you, Shelly? Um, you just had a really cool vacation. I know. I went to Hong Kong, which was awesome. Big fan, definitely go there, or at least when there's not protests. Although protests really have not been a thing. They've really calmed down, at least, um, as far as I'm aware. That's good. Um, But I know coronavirus is there. Not much, though. Yeah. Very, very subtle. Um, Very little bit, but not just enough to scare everyone, apparently. That's besides the point. <laughs> um, I would, as cool as Japan sounds, I would love to go to Japan. I think... Either New Zealand or Norway would be like my top picks. Oh, New Zealand Ooh, would be cool. I love both of, of those two. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Exactly. Like, North, like it's both those places oh. are so beautiful. Um, I would love to Norway go Norway would be cool too. Like I, I can't really yeah. pick one. I feel like because I'm very Norwegian. Like all, all my my extended family is all Norwegian. So it'd be really cool to 
go there to kind of see that culture and experience that a little bit yeah. more. Um, but also New Zealand is just gorgeous and people talk cool there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my main thing. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big sucker for beautiful landscapes and mountains and nature. Um, so it'd be really cool to go like to Japan or Tokyo to see like the cool cityscapes and to see kind of what that looks like, but to kind of ba- yeah. counterbalance it, Norway or New Zealand, just getting that experience yeah. would be amazing. Something totally nature driven. Totally. I'd also like to check yeah. out Nassau in the Caribbean. It's been like the pirate capital for a long time. Ooh. <clears throat> Be kind of cool. I just think of Black Flag, unfortunately, and I'm like, nope. Well, no, yeah, definitely. Black Flag, things. and then uh, Black Sails was that show, oh, the pirate yeah. show, and there they were in NASA. Oh, okay. I think it would be cool to. They, I'd probably just be a museum, and that would probably be all there is there. But <laughs> I'd be really interested to just kind of see that stuff. Yeah, actual historical value of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Norway would be cool. <laughs> Sweet. And then we have another one from Kerbike. Asking, do you foresee more Christians making video games in the future? And I think through Pure Flix, I think Pure Flix kind of shows that um, Christians still do this thing where something will happen and then we're real delayed on yeah. making that. Like, even Christian rap is really good right now. Yes. But rap has been great, you know, for years, been popular for years. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're always a little bit delayed on these kind of things. And so I think video games will be the yeah. same thing. Pure flicks, not that they're good movies, but they're making a lot of movies. And these movies right. are getting higher budgeted. Uh, and so I think video games will kind of do the same thing. They may not be good video games, but especially with the indie market uh, growing the way it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to see more and more faith-based games. And they have the potential to be really good because Christians have gotten also a lot better at storytelling Yep. Um, in the last decade or so, too. There's, like, a whole, like, Facebook group of, like, Christian game developers, apparently, and I think that is really cool. Nice. Um, yeah. Especially, like you were saying, with the indie scene, uh, we already have seen the games like, like the 5 series, those isometric RPGs. Right. Um, even back in the day, we had weird stuff like Bible Adventure and, like, Super Noah's Ark 3D and stuff, you know? Like, so good. Um, so I think... Bad. The the what I what I kind of look forward to seeing in the future is more things like um, how uh, what was it the interview you had with the president of Tripwire or whatever. Um, I think there are more opportunities for talk about Killing Floor. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, Killing Floor Two is yeah. a zombie wave killing. You would not know that that guy <laughs> is a Christian playing the game, um, yeah. unless you know who Demon Hunter is because they're a yeah. Christian band. And they'll you'll be rocking out to some demon hunter while you're killing zombies. Yeah, and and so my thing is that like I think it it'd be cool like more to like populate those spaces. You know, like like it's cool. Obviously, you know, if you have some kind of development company to like show your faith and to be able to like project that. You know, like and to mm-hmm. you know say that about you know yourself and and your team. But I think it's really cool that like Christians and believers have already inserted themselves into this space in such a way that. Like, they can minister that way as well. So I, yeah. I think there's a bright future there as well. I would like to see more of, like, like Journey or these, like, or Fez kind of games that have kind of these, like, stories, these deeper meanings to them. Yeah. Um, I would like to see a Christian kind of... Like, Christian allegory kind of stuff. Take on that. Yeah, and it'd yeah. be kind of this journey that you take through a game. 
that also brings you kind of through a spiritual journey that's not um, it's not cheesy, but it's spiritual. I think a video game giving you any kind of feeling of spiritualness would be insane. Like for it to really kind of bring that um, type of worship into a game would be really weird. Uh, and I don't know how you would do that, but I think that that kind of genre of indie game or not genre, I guess, but caliber of indie game. Um, there's potential for Christians to really kind of thrive there in the sense of the cheesy, overly Christian things. Uh, and not like Killing Floor 2, which is a great game. Um, and I do love that there are Christians that are, you know, they're just making games because... Uh, what's the quote? I think it's C.S. Lewis. said a Christian doesn't make Christian shoes by putting little crosses on them. He makes Christian shoes by making good shoes. Yeah, like both, you know, both of those, the analogy that you just used that quote, I think both sides are not, like, neither one is bad. I think there's a future for both. Yeah, some people want shoes with the crosses on them. Yep. There's definitely a market at this point for that kind of thing, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As long as it's powerful, it's, my worry is, like I said, pure flicks type stuff where it's real cheesy. Uh, I will probably see a lot more of that in about five years. Uh, and hopefully some gems come out of that. Yep. What do you think, Shelly? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, what you were kind of saying before, right, about how maybe it's cheesy now, but budget's rising. I'd like mm -hmm. to see it, yeah, kind of continue to go towards a direction of genuine authenticity and kind of getting away from yeah. that cheesiness, like... So I, I, seem, I think now, especially with, like, movies and things, it's, like, kind of getting your feet wet. So mm -hmm. it'd be really cool to see it, like, kind of mature and and grow into yeah. something mm -hmm. new. Um, and, yeah, definitely I resonate with the whole, like, I, I know for me personally, it's really cool to see, like, a piece of, like, art or music or something that doesn't necessarily sound stereotypically Christian. Um, but then you're like, oh, this person's Christian, like, but this is really high quality right. stuff. Like John Bellion is an yeah. amazing artist who um, is a Christian and a lot of his music sounds Christian, but a lot of his music definitely doesn't. And it, I think that's really cool because it does pull in different audiences. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. but like Christian rap has really come into its own lately. Totally. Like, Christian mm -hmm. rap was super cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, like, if if somebody's listening to it, like, at the church or if somebody's playing it in, like, one of the, like, student venues or whatever, mm -hmm. they're like, you know, what are you listening to or whatever? And it's like, um, it's actually Christian music. <laughs> yeah. Like, it I just remember... sounds like the, it just sounds like the real thing, you know? Like, I think KJ52 cool. was very, like, kid-targeted, mm -hmm. and yeah. he's admitted to that. Yeah. And then Lecrae and Reach Records and that kind of movement started. Yep. And they were taking it seriously, but it was super cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, it's really kind of come into its own. And, like, I know a lot of people will get frustrated with Lecrae not being Christian enough. But I've always said it's kind of a – that whole label has kind of become a machine where there's artists that are drawing people in. Mm -hmm. And then there are yeah. artists that are more theologically um, in their lyrics. And so it's kind yep. of like – each artist kind of has a purpose. Yeah. No, it's, it's totally. really cool. It's like you just, like, the, you know, the C.S. Lewis quote you just said, you know? like Yeah. There's both. And, like, it's not overly cheesy anymore. It's, it's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are songs that I've played for my friends who aren't Christian yeah. um, and not... 
because I was trying to like be evangelical. It was just like I think I really like the song. It's a cool song. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it reminds me of Kanye's new album, and of course, so many people have opinions on Kanye, and that's fine. But you cannot argue the fact that so 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 many non Christians listen to that album and really like it, and that's yeah. good. It's turning people to be like, oh. Like, what was he kind of talking about here? And, like, asking questions. And even if that doesn't lead you to become a Christian, right? Like, the fact that the, that kind of puts like, those thoughts in their minds. Like, I, I really like right. that album personally. Um, I know that people, mm. again, have their own opinions. But it's just, that's a good example of, like, here's something um, that's very high quality. But also is very directed towards Jesus. So Scott mm-hmm. Cawthorn makes horror games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's got an interview on our site um, talking about his faith. And I would bet, you know, we haven't seen anyone come out and say this, but I bet someone has read that interview that wasn't a Christian and been like, oh, wow, I would have never thought that. And like had his wheels turning by that simple seed. Exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing Christian about those games, but because they like the games, they were <laughs> good games. They read that interview and because they read that interview, they started thinking about stuff. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Totally. Love it. All right, well, in the podcast there, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LJ, and you can find me streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel on Fridays, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Cool. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Later. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.